morning, South Florida. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. You know, the show that gives you all the resources, numbers, information that could definitely help you. And if it doesn't help you, please spread the word. Um, you can give out this information that we're going to give on this very important episode this morning. And you can also head over to 99jamsmiami.com, our website, and go to the Community Corner to see all past episodes of Community Matters. This morning, we are speaking because January is National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month, and it is also known as Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And here to speak about it is the Vice Chair of Miami-Dade County Human Trafficking Coalition, Mr. Victor B. Williams. Good morning, Victor. How are you? Hello, Cindy. Thanks for having me. No, no worries. We need you here because... These numbers and these statistics are totally insane, and I think because it's not an everyday topic that is on top of our mind that we're speaking about, it gets lost in the news, and if the news just happens to cover a story, which, in my opinion, I watch the news every day, I don't really see stories about human trafficking. So I really appreciate you coming here this morning and discussing it with our listeners, because it's serious, Yes. And I'm not over-dramatizing this, no, right? No, you're not. No, you're not. Let's talk about it. So what exactly is the Miami-Dade County Human Trafficking Coalition? But before I go there, yes. I am the vice chair of that, but I'm really here representing mm-hmm. Quest of Freedom, okay. which is my new organization that I started, which is a human trafficking cultural awareness, mm-hmm. education, advocate, and we also create um, avenues to help victims find resources. Who, who are that, fortunate enough to get out exactly, or escape. You exactly. Know? Um, and then we're going back to the coalition question. Mm-hmm. Um, it's run by the Coordinated Victims Assistance Center, mm-hmm. um, which is a Miami-Dade County organization. Um CVAC is what people know, what it's known as. Mm -hmm. And as the vice chair, um, we have uh, quarterly meetings. We involve the community. We bring on people who provide services for free. If you have any type of service that you can help people out in this space, if you're charging, you might not be for us. But if you're, you know, have grants and stuff like that, or you're a foundation and you want to help victims in this space, you know, you can be a member. I mean, this is the number one crime in the world. Mm, Like I said, it's crazy that it's not on top of our minds because it affects every class, every color. This is not like a gender. It is everyone is affected in this. So can you explain to those that may not get what is actually human trafficking? Okay, so human trafficking is really defined by three words, force, fraud and coercion. Mm. Those are the elements that you need to have in a human trafficking case dealing with adults. But if you're a child under the age of 18 and you're commercially sexually exploited, you are a victim. What do I mean by that? There is no such thing as child prostitution. Mm-hmm. The human trafficking laws have been on the books since the year 2000. Mm-hmm. And it was around 2010, 2012 when, you know, we really started thinking like, wait a minute, this is not a problem for other countries. Because when you hear the word trafficking, you think there's a border crossing or yeah. people coming from somewhere else. Prostitution and pimping has always been a part of our culture. Mm. It's been there since day one. Matter of fact, when I first learned about human trafficking, I was at the International Law Enforcement Academy in Botswana where um, I ex-retired um, agent with Homeland Security. That's how I got this experience. Oh, okay. My last eight years as an agent, human trafficking is what I worked. And as I learned, it changed me because mm. I realized it's so embedded in our culture 
that I just wanted to eliminate my footprints in this space. So when I'm sitting in the Ayalia and Botswana and they mention modern day slavery, of course, being mm-hmm. an African-American, I'm like, slavery in America? I wasn't even thinking about prostitution and pimping because, again, it's been so much part of our culture. We we play parts of it on TV and we make jokes of it and we mm-hmm. laugh about it and we dress up as pimps and prostitutes doing Halloween and we attend pimps and hole parties. Yeah. So it's so embedded that we make fun of it, but what we're doing is glorifying it. And nobody cares about it unless you are involved. It's, it's your niece or your sister or something like that. Let's kind of break it down because there's different types. Well, let me start here. Yes. Um, one advice at this point in my life that I give parents mm-hmm. is that it's not about yelling at your kid, taking out the trash, making their bed. We all want them to do that. But the most important job a parent has is making sure you have a relationship with your kid, that they can trust you and tell you the worst thing that's going on in their lives. Mm. And the reason I say that, because human trafficking victims are created at home from the generational trauma that's passed on and passed on. And unresolved trauma creates vulnerabilities. And traffickers are mastered at exploiting vulnerabilities. And that's how Mm. it happens. I mean, NBA... um, just had their NBA security conference here before the season started. I didn't even know that existed. Yes, it, it's, it's a lot going on. <laughs> and and when and I heard this story about a father took his 15 year old daughter mm. to a game. It wasn't. Mm. I'll just say it wasn't in Miami mm-hmm. to a game. Mm-hmm. And the daughter went to the bathroom. And the next time he saw his daughter was 11 days later when they rescued her out of a another state being sold for sex in a hotel. And it wasn't that that arena had the problem or connected to human trafficking. They just had a bad missing person policy, Mm. right? But I bring that all up to show that that father, they didn't, and when you say that, people think, oh, they took her out the bathroom? No, this kid had issues with their family. They had issues at home. And... Some people got her eyes. She's a 15-year-old girl, you know, and somebody winked winked at her, got her to go to the bathroom. She giggled. (laughs) Had her walk away. Next thing you know, she walked out the arena with this person, Mm. you know, not knowing what was going to happen to her. And so it's it's that simple. Parents, I mean, what our kids are doing online, we got to be involved in our kids' lives. But, you know, the thing is, like I said, generational trauma, sometimes parents are dealing with their own crap mm, so nothing that's resolved they don't get help no therapy no nothing exactly so, and yeah. and and i'll say this now i usually save it at the end you know in my vision if the world is a perfect world every country would truly make family and children priority i don't care if you're rich or poor 80 to 90 percent of those kids were community kids who are community kids community kids are kids that are not part of the juvenile justice system mm. and we always think they're coming from poor neighborhoods or they're coming from that area, and they do. They are mostly vulnerable. Those community kids are most vulnerable in the sense that nobody's watching them because they're good kids. Mm -hmm. They're doing the right thing, but a lot of times they're isolated. And so if you get a kid in a situation because everybody wants to be like, come to my party, maybe drug, too much to drink, take a picture, you don't do what I tell you to do, I'm going to show this picture, I'm going to embarrass your family. Mm. Because one thing we learned from there, there was a judge whose 16-year-old daughter 
was groomed online and was trafficked for months before they got him back. And mm. they use your dad's a judge. You don't want us to embarrass him, right? Yeah, and his career or whatever. And that makes her feel guilty for allowing. And she didn't allow, but even being in that situation, more to say. Exactly. And mm. they're kids. Yeah. They're kids. They really don't get it. They may think they're smart. They may think they know everything. And we, and we may deal with them that way. But they're kids. Our brains don't fully mature between the ages of 24 and 27 is when we're there. Mm. So any trauma that you've had prior to that that's gone unresolved, it is affecting how your brain develops. It's messing with your coping skills. It's, you know, so you live in a world of fight, flight, or freeze, hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So those three worlds, because what's going on, that's where you stay. So if we don't, you know, and, and that's what I'm saying, you brought it up that, you know, here it is, Human Trafficking Awareness Month. I haven't seen anything. I think I, I heard a story recently um, reported on the news that a 18-year-old girl from one of the homes trafficked a 13-year-old girl, right? Mm. And I don't want to get too in a rabbit hole with this, but that's what we're talking about. It's like this 18-year-old probably had those same issues of trauma, and that's all she knew. I know everybody's going to hate her, and she has to pay the price for what she did, but at the end, end of the day, nobody ever— you know where the traffickers come from? They come from the same families that the victims come from. Now, I'm not mm. trying to be here and feel sorry for the traffickers, mm -hmm. but if we don't start asking why, if we don't start digging, like, what happened to a human being to treat other human beings to like be that? like that. Right. And I like to deal with this from the cultural. I'm from the guts. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of organizations doing great work in this space. But, you know, sometimes I just think we're putting Band-Aids. I mean, I... On a I, leaking I, pipe. <laughs> you know, I got it. The reason I'm so passionate about this, again, mm -hmm. because work, I was a male raised in America. Mm -hmm. I knew my thoughts about women. I was in the military. I've been mm -hmm. places and done some things that I look back and go, if I had known what I know now, I, I try to eliminate my footprints in this space. But let's just further talk about, we talk about human trafficking in a way of, it's about sex, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when the kids, it seems like, yeah, it's very bad. It's horrible. But no one ever talks about labor trafficking, which is what 60. Is that? Well, 60 to 70 percent of all trafficking around the world is labor trafficking. And this is where we're all responsible. So no disrespect to certain industry, but if I don't go to strip clubs and I don't buy prostitutes, I may think, well, I don't do all that stuff. That's not part of my life. And I don't have I can't kids. Relate. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to care about that, right? Yeah. Well, you buy products. And the thing is, if we're buying products from slave labor, whether we know it or not, we're all part of the problem. So Quest to Freedom, you know, bringing awareness and dress, addressing it from the culture aspect, we're also taking it to another level of, like, everybody can do something. Hmm. You know, like, let me ask you, you eat chocolate? I'm afraid to say yes. <laughs> Why? What's, what, what's connected to chocolate? Oh, well, no. <laughs> when you bought your last chocolate product, did hmm. you see a fair trade label on it? I didn't even look. Exactly. I don't know. I just ate it. <laughs> well, you can Google it. You can fact mm -hmm. check me on this. It's called mm -hmm. The Dark Side of Chocolate. BBC did a story a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And what we found out is that 60 to 7% of chocolate sold around the world. The beginning processes of that chocolate bar starts on the west coast of Africa with a stolen, a soul kid picking a cocoa bean. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so my thing is... Man, you know, if we just fair trade, like Google fair trade, 
and find the products that you like. Yeah. And if you bought one product that you knew did not come from slave labor, you just made a difference. Yeah. And imagine if we, you tell your kids, you tell your family, you tell your community, and we start this, 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 this awareness thing, and then maybe in a year or two when we do statistics on fair trade chocolate and unfair trade chocolate, and we see the fair trade chocolate is higher, you just made a difference in the world. Because just by speaking out about it and making it a, a bringing awareness exactly. to it. Exactly. That's what we do. We're an awareness machine. But we're an awareness machine from the cultural aspect, not just on the surface, because we all have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I know you. nobody wants to buy any product when you know it's there. Somebody is suffering to yeah, make that. Abuse. Yeah, Yeah. You know, but we're not. And, and, and again— not to bad mouth industry, but I my opinion why this is not uh, a huge subject like Black History Month or Latin Month or you know a Hispanic Month or all these other months that mm-hmm. companies can jump on and and like support because sometimes our companies are they're they're part of the problem. Yeah, they're hiring the people that <laughs> you know they're they want to make that product cheap and sell it to you. Mm-hmm. So. But we, if we educate ourselves and come at it as from, from numbers, we can make that change because the companies are selling to us. If we're not going to buy your product because you know where it comes from, we force the world to change. We, I'm, I'm going One company big. at a time. I'm going big. You know, I, you know, I've been working in this space for a long time. It's very, you know, and, and I realize, you know, I've been running, trying to do different things, but my life always come back to this. Mm. It's my purpose and it's my passion, and I'm gonna work in this space until it's over. Because I could tell you how I got here. I don't know if we had that much time, but um, when I first uh, got involved in human trafficking, I was assigned to the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force, and my time was up. When I had the experience in Botswana, mm-hmm. I come back and I join our the Miami the. Um, Homeland Security, SAC Miami, they had the human trafficking group. I ended up in that group, and the guy that was sitting next to me had a case of about eight women that were trafficked from Mexico. Make a long story short, these guys were going to go to trial because the women kept saying, I'm not trafficking, I'm not trafficking. But what we found out is one of the women that were part of the group was part of the family that was keeping them afraid. Mm. So when we pulled that woman out, and, and the women were like, yes, you're right. These guys decide to go to trial, and it was the first woman that got up to do her impact statement. She was taken from the age of 14. Mm. She was trafficked for 12 years. Mm. And she was brought here to serve. Now, I don't know if you've ever been down to Homestead and looked in the fields where the people pick the vegetables that we eat. Mm -hmm. That's not a clean job. Mm. But those men that went to that trailer where she was serving 15 to 25 guys a day, they didn't go home, take a shower, and then go to the trailer. They came from that dirty field and went into that trailer. And the horrific things that this woman was telling them, and, and I felt her passion. She looked the first time she can look at these guys and say, what you did to me was wrong. And mm. I knew at that moment this was going to be my space, mm. you know. For parents that, you know, have teenage kids, because it also happens to young boys, to teenagers, oh, yeah. to men. Yes, yes. Um, what are some of the signs that something might be like, you know, if their daughter or their son has a new person that's interested in them? Because there's also even females that are human trafficking yes. yeah. people. Well, so. I always say, again, you know, I said, parents, you really got to 
be involved in your child's life. And you got to have them to trust you that, yeah, okay, I got a boyfriend. I may not agree, and I got to figure out how to deal with that, right? But, um, you know, if your kid's showing up with things that you can't even afford. Hello. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like, oh, my boyfriend got this. Like, <laughs> oh, who's your boyfriend? Why we had I mean, we need mm-hmm. to be involved in our kids' lives. We need to know who they're. And look, we buy the phone. Unless they're buying the phone and paying the rent, okay, you're an adult. You, you'll figure it out. But if we're responsible for that phone, and sometimes we get so caught up and in, in, in working, trying to provide, that we lose contact. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be involved in our kids' lives. You mentioned boys. When I retired in 2018, there was a 46% increase of men being in traffic. And, it, and it's probably more. But why, aren't, why don't we know this? Because... I may not say I'm gay, mm-hmm. but I'm tra- I'm trafficked, and I'm forced to have sex with men. But I'm not gay, yeah. right? Who am I going to tell? Now you're embarrassed because we got yeah. a stupid culture that says if you went down that road, it's not about who you really are inside. It's, Just the fact you did, did that, it, oh, you're, you're marked. Yeah. And, and you know we got to start. When that I talk scarlet about, letter, you know, we got to change culture random. of um. Um, victim blaming. Mm-hmm. Why did you go to that club? Why are you wearing that dress? You know, why? I don't know if you know this, but one in three women in America is sexually assaulted. Mm. But the statistics are not showing those reports. Because they don't say anything. Why Either not? Afraid of being shamed or yes. just fear. And, and look, we can go deep down that rabbit mm. hole, but these are statistics that matter. And we're not paying attention to it. This is part of our country. This is, you know, woven into the fabric. We don't want to be that country. I don't want to be that, you know, associated with that. But mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it's just happening in America. But, you know, we always say we're the greatest country. A lot of times we're not acting like it. And I hope I'm not offending anybody. But, yeah, nothing's perfect. But those details... We got to change. And nobody cares until it happens to them, you know? Yeah, unless it's directly. Um, What are some of the resources that are available that you're aware of? I know your company, um, your organization, Quest of Freedom, is one of the resources. But what are, like, what should parents do or guardians um, or a friend or family member of someone who they feel is being, you know, pimped and trafficked? What? are your tips on how to handle it? Because I know they're afraid to confront the person. Then the victim is afraid to admit it or is afraid of who's doing it. So like, it's like a cycle of fear. Yes. yes. How does, what do we do? Well, if you, you know, first of all, educate yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend like this can't happen to you. And it doesn't exist. And it doesn't exist. Right. Mm-hmm. It does exist. Florida is the number three state in the country. California is number one, Texas number two, Florida's number three. Mm. The numbers are high. You know, we are that state that everybody comes to. So if you think your child is involved or you see something that you think somebody, there's a national hotline, and that national hotline number is 888-3737-888. But if you're in Miami and you want to, you know, call a local hotline, um, the state attorney's office um, so, you know, supports this hotline and it's, it's 305 F I X fix stop S T O P. But that number is 305 
347-349-7867. And that's your local um, hotline um, that you can call if you think something is wrong. Just call. Just call. You know, I would rather you call and be wrong than look down the road and be saying, man, I wish I had a call. But the key is really educating. This should be in our face every day. And that's one of the things that um, Quest of Freedom wants to do. I want you, I want signs. I, I want you, my friends hate me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you talking about? Human trafficking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but what I love about them, they challenge me because it's who I am. Yeah. This is some real stuff. And I have a daughter myself. Mm. And, you know, I tell her, you know, anything happened, I'm like, sweetie, fight. Because you may be in a situation, somebody's taking you, refuse to be taken. Because if they end up taking you, you're going to be in a situation that you probably wish you're dead or you're going to end up dying anyway. A lot of women and men that are caught up in this space, they commit suicide, you know. But I just want them to know, hang in there, because there are people fighting. We just need to bring it together a little bit more. We need to focus a little bit more. This is every day. It's every day. And we just need to, you know, the more we're, we're stronger in numbers. Mm-hmm. So the more we're talking about it, you know, and, and not just having, I don't, need this, I don't need another victim to know what's going on. But everybody wants to hear the story. And what do we do? We hear the sad story. And in 15 minutes, we're back in our lives. On, yeah. I'm telling you, we're all responsible. We're all responsible. We talk about the sex, but just on the labor front, you could do the same thing. If you, you're a coffee drinker, drinker, you know, fair trade your coffee. What but, is the fair trade um, logo or symbol that we should be looking for on products? If you just it- go on, um, uh, one of the sites I use is called Fair Trade America. I'm not partnering with them or yeah, anything, yeah, so I'm not blowing them up. What you use. Yeah, I, it's fair trade. So there are different fair trades. And, and if you say you went on fair trade America, they, they usually focus on farm products, farming mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we need better systems. You know, our government needs to be informing us more about products that we're buying. But again, I, I lean to, you know, our government supports, you know, these companies that, you know, you put money in my campaign. I, I'm a, I ain't going to talk about this too much, mm-hmm. you know, but we got, we got a lot of work. We got a lot of work. We got a lot of work to do. A lot. We like a, lot a, a bunch of stuff that can't just happen in the month of January. No. Like you said, 12 months a year should be about human trafficking prevention. Um, we're about to wrap things up. It's yes. crazy that it's almost over. But what is one? I know you've you've been repeating that parents or guardians talk to your children, talk to your teenagers, know what they're doing or whatever. But what is like if a parent or a guardian thinks that this is what the per- their young person is involved with, what's the first thing that should they do? Should they call the cops first, or what do they do? Well, um, like, I, like again, look, a lot of this stuff starts at home. Parents, everybody got their issues. I think if we really start looking inside, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with our own stuff and trying to create relationships, be open, be honest with our kids. You know, You know, one thing somebody said to me, kids— may not listen to what you say, but they're always watching what you do. So that is we true. need to connect. We need to be honest. Kids aren't stupid. They see what's going on. And stop trying to baby them. Like, these are not the days to be babying your children anymore because you want to protect them. 
Things are uh, approaching them that you would never even imagine at school. Things are being repeated because you might be protecting your child, but the, another kid's parents right. aren't. And so they see and hear things <laughs> at home and bring it to your child. So I think it's just time. That's my advice. I'm not yeah, even a no, parent, but I say you got to keep it 100 with your children. Yeah. I mean, would you rather educate your kid about sex? Would you rather educate or your kids else. or someone Who else? misinforms them. Exactly. <laughs> And so, but to answer your question, yeah, if you think that anything is going wrong, call the hotline, yes. 888-3737-888. But the local hotline that's run by your state attorney, Ms. Kathy Rundle, is mm-hmm. 305-FIX-STOP, mm-hmm. and that's 305 305- Three four nine seven eight six seven. We've been speaking to Victor B. Williams, who is the vice chair of the Miami-Dade County Human Trafficking Coalition and also is the founder of his organization, Quest to Freedom. Thank you for this opportunity to share this important information. No worries. Your girl, Super Cindy, Community Matters, 99 Jams.